Hello there from Zakopana, Poland. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you almost live. I'm going to be releasing this about, well, we'll see. I'll be releasing it a couple minutes after. Well, I've been in Poland for, it is Tuesday, so it's been about four days. And it's been uh, uneventful, but fun. And the, the, the thing I really wanted to do this time is I attempted not to look American. Right? Is there a way to look more Polish than American? I wasn't trying to look Polish, but I tried not to look American, not because I'm ashamed of it, just I did just didn't want to stick out. And one of the drawbacks I found out about not looking like a tourist in a tourist town is people, you know, when you walk around and you do, you act like you know the place, and I've been here about, it's my fourth time in Zakopane. It's a, it's the equivalent of, it, it's equivalent of Vail, Colorado in the United States. It's a, but it's really touristy. A lot of people are there. It's a lot more Polish people there now. But the drawback from not appearing to be from someplace else and acting like you know the place is people start conversations with you. And I am not that adept in the Polish language. And I have a canned response. This is like Nia Polska just Americanska. And I'll say things like Jindori, Jinkuya, Jindori, good hello, good day. Um Chesk, which is hello. Jinkuya, Prosham, which is uh Prosham is uh you're welcome. Kava Zarna with his a coffee with cream. And voda, voda gazava, voda is water, voda gazava is sparkling water. So, smile, wave, and say hello. Something, you know. I, I was toying with the idea of pretending to be uh, hearing impaired, but then I'd be afraid that the person would start signing and just fuck that up again. So there's not, and you know, maybe I should have spent my extra time learning Polish. But I wanted to give my girls the privacy because when they're talking, when my wife's sister who lives in, who lives 10 miles south of us in the Florida Keys, I figured this way I don't listen in on the conversation. So they can have a conversation in front of me and I'll just sit there and not pay attention. But at the years of being together, I'm starting to pick it up. I hear things and, you know, a name pops up. I understand this, Dobsha and all this, Barzo Dobsha, very good and... I don't understand really bad, but I, I get the gist of it. And we listen to Polish radio all the time. So for some reason, when I'm sitting there, I get the gist of a conversation. Or maybe it's from the inference of the tone of their voices. But I guess the best way would have been me showing an effort. I think, I think my family and friends here in Poland would have really appreciated it if I had spent some time learning Polish or spent more time learning Polish. 
So I'm going to give you some hints if you are in Poland. Okay, I'm putting my finger of hints if you are in Poland. One is finding a restroom. Have some coins available or small change. I explained the exchange rate. Everything's a little less expensive except for fuel and electrical appliances and electronics. They're about the same or higher price, really, if you think about it. Uh, but finding a restroom, you should have at least two to three Zultis. And a Zulti right now is running about 386 3.9 to a, a dollar. That's pretty good. That's almost like it, it's running about it's 26 cents. A Zulti's running around. And the nice thing about it with the Zulti that even when they were going to one third of a dollar, you can purchase your meals. Meals are generally about $8 when you go out to a restaurant, a mid-sized restaurant. When you factor in everything, it works out to be $12, $13, maybe a little less when you go away from the tourist towns. And But when you find a restroom, they usually charge you for it. But I kind of like that idea. Public restrooms, you know how they are in the United States. They're frequently, you know, you get one or two, you know, go-throughs a day with whoever is the authority that polices the bathroom, you know, cleans it up. But when you go to some of these public restrooms where they have someone there, they're making sure there's toilet paper, paper towels, soap, generally clean. It's not like one of those public restrooms you find in a Grand Central Station or a bus station, things like that. And it, it's just one of those things. It's these U.S. public restrooms, you might expect you know, more, more money, more problems, but more, more money, more paper in, the, in Poland to wipe your ass. So that's a good thing. You know, and you know, obviously, if you go to a restaurant or something like that, they have free public, you know, free public restrooms and things like that. But I kind of like that. And getting to the bathroom thing is not like the things you eat here or that exotic where you're getting stomach problems. You know, if you are gluten intolerant, you may want to really learn how to speak Polish. If you have allergies, you need really probably need to learn the language when you go in some place. But the, the price of eating ethnic food here, they're very heavy, heavy on the carbs. Unless you like to eat the... Now, there's cabbage and things like that, and cabbage is good for you. They can kind of move things along. But after you eat 20 pierogies, it's kind of like sticking three softballs in your gut and trying to... You know, it's good to kind of mix it up. When I say mix it up, you know, eat a couple pierogies. Don't eat too much. You know, you can eat, go with the kielbasa, but they got pork and chicken. Uh, they're big on kebabs. They love kebabs. That's their go-to food here. And then it's pizza, burgers, hot dogs. They got something like it's called Zapapansky. Zapapansky. Oh, man, it would have been Zapapansky, I think it's called. It's almost like a pizza French bread pizza. 
one of those long rolls and you put cheese on it and add some kind of spices on it. But it's not, they don't do a lot of the sauce and stuff. Like Americans are big on pizza sauce. Here they, they put ketchup on their pizza. That's when, if you want some sauce, a lot of times that's what they give you. It's not, it's not pizza sauce. Now, there's another thing. If you're in a tourist town, obviously we have friends here that I spoke about, and it's Agnieszka and Robert and their children, Carolina, Justina, and Casper. And their children are in their 20s, ranging from their mid-20s into their early 20s, but they're all you know closely packed. They're really great, great people, really friendly. We go over there and they feed us like crazy. And Robert is the whole family's pretty fit and they're mountain people. When I say mountain people, they know how to get around the mountains. When I say get around the mountains, I mean run up the side of the fucking mountain. And Carolina, who had stayed with us, if you look at one of my old shows, I don't know if it was in it could have been the show one in the one hundreds, the early one hundreds. Carolina and her friend Veronica came to visit us in in Key, uh, Key Largo. I almost forgot where I lived. I'm in Poland. So Carolina, who's a medical student, asked if she wanted uh, if we wanted to go take a hike up to uh, this mountain trail. And I'm a relatively fit person. I'm a part-time fitness instructor, but I am in my late 50s. I'm not falling back on that. And I had been a heavy smoker years ago. And I made the overconfident decision to accept a 23-year-old, 20, yeah, 20, uh, 22-year-old resident of, a lifelong resident of a mountain town invitation in order to go up this mountain with my daughter's guy. And when you start, when we started up, we went up to the ticket. They charge you a price. It's a small price to pay. I think it's something works out to be like $2 and $3 a person, you know, pay for the maintenance of the trail and things like that. And I was getting it, and I didn't know what to expect. I thought it would be like a mildly sloping trail going up. And then I started seeing some of the people coming down, and they were not. They were kind of like the before pictures in a Jenny Craig, some of the people in a Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers advertisement, some of these people coming down. And they had the hiking sticks, the dual sticks. They looked like ski poles walking down, but they're walking down. They didn't look like they were dying. So after about an hour, and we had taken my, my sister-in-law came with us, and the sister-in-law is, I'm not going to say how old she is because I'm a gentleman. I don't want to say how old she is or her sister, but she's not that far off from me. She's, she's younger. And she decided to go along because she loves her niece and she wanted to be supportive. And I think if she knew, she would have not gone because it was the Bataan death march of hikes for us. Since 
to, to harken back to COVID restriction days, recently, the gym I work at, I'm going referring back to it for a reason, had required, even when I was teaching spin, to wear a mask. And that's stationary bike, you know, like Peloton thing. So whenever I'm using that, you have that restricted thing on the mask and my lungs would hurt wearing the mask, but I would wear the mask. And after about 20 minutes, I would get used to it. The same thing happens at altitude for me when I'm working out. When I'm walking, I feel like like I'm going to get sick for about 20 minutes when I'm climb, going up an incline like a, for a half a mile maybe or something like that. I'll, I'll just start feeling kind of sick. And I'll, I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm not feeling so hot. And then I just go through it, right? So I see these older people, these people that are at least 10 years older than me. Some of these about look like they're 20 years older than me. They don't look like they're in great shape. They're coming down the hill. I'm thinking, wow. But we got up. I got up about Robert, the father of the girl that took us up, I spoke to afterwards. He goes, you were only 200 meters away from the top when you stopped. I had stopped. I just couldn't do it anymore. Every 100 meters I would go and have to stop and start breathing. I don't know if it's left over from me having smoked or not. I mean, I run. I just haven't been that good at breathing since, you know, I don't know if it was a mask thing. I'm pretty sure I didn't have COVID. I didn't have any effects. And it was just, I've, a younger man would have felt shame and humiliation. I just said, I just couldn't do it. And there were other people that couldn't do it. I saw that. But then there were other, where I went, there was a guy walking up with his three-year-old on his shoulders climbing up the mountain. I'm not going to, I try not to pull any bullshit on you listeners. I need to try it like three or four times. I got to get I got to get used to this. I got to build up these muscles. I mean, I, I don't know my muscle. I, and one of the other reasons why I stopped, I didn't want to overdo the leg thing. You know, there were, there was a steep climb for hundreds and hundreds of meters at a time. Walking up the steps, it was climbing. It's like climbing a up a two hundred, three hundred story building, maybe three hundred story, like four times the size of a Empire State Building. And then uh, afterwards, I'm talking to Carolina, who's a very uh, slender young girl, and she goes on her day off. She likes to take she and her friends do it for 10 hours. And I said, well, how long now? For me, I had gone about 80%, 90% up the mountain and came back down. It took about three and a half hours, four hours. And I didn't go all the way to the top. If I had to, it would have probably taken me another half hour up and another 20 minutes down. So that would have been 30 minutes. It would have taken four, maybe four and a half hours. Four, four hours if I had gone all the way, four and a half. She says she does it in 50 minutes. Oh, no, an hour and 10 minutes. An hour and 10 minutes, which is on the factor of more than, let's say, 3.6. And her father, who is just south, you know, 10 years younger than me, does it in 50 minutes. 
30 minutes up, 20 minutes back. Yeah, you heard it right. 30 minutes up, 20 minutes back. Most people don't don't do it in two and a half hours, three hours. He does it in 30 minutes up, 20 minutes. And the, you see these people running up and running down. That is crazy. I had no idea that was a thing, mountain running. So now I know. And there were other people that heard some of my, I did a short podcast from the top of the mountain. Not the top of the mountain, you know, mostly near the top. People said, oh my God, the raspiness of your voice, you're going to have to get this checked out. I'm kind of concerned. Well, you also got to remember, I'm in a place in the high, it's high season of summer. It's been rainy and there's a lot of flora that I am not used to. So that's all this pollen around. I have just typical allergic reactions where I start getting, but neither there, here nor there. And I still feel when I go up there and I go up these minor hills, I start feeling it in the chest, but it goes away in 20 minutes. People think if it's a COVID thing, after a while I get acclimated and it didn't hurt up in the mountains. I just got tired and I was thinking if I went up that all the way and then my legs got affected, I intend tomorrow and I'll talk about my plans tomorrow. We'll probably do a podcast from where we're going tomorrow. We're having a special trip off to the going north. But I'll talk about it a little later. So, I don't know if I mentioned, the sun starts coming up here around 5 a.m. It goes down, you know, because we're more further, much further north than we are in the Keys. On the latitudinal-wise, if you get my drift. So, the light, you know, when it starts getting bright at 5 a.m., well, 4.30 in the morning, last night, there was an air raid siren went off. I I see it as an air raid siren siren around here and a lot of places in the United States. They use them as a call to uh, a fire alarm for volunteer fire departments to let people know there's a fire going on and if people don't have their cell phones with them and stuff like that, and they just want to... But my reaction, because I grew up, I'm 58 years old and I grew up on military bases, that is an air raid siren. You know, and the same sound, it goes off and went up, down three times. And it always sparks a thing. And I'm in Poland and I just think in the middle of the night, Nuclear attack. You know, we're near Russia. Russia's just over there. And I'm pointing over to the east. Actually, it's more Ukraine. Russia's more north. You know, you got you know, Ukraine, Belarus, and then Russia. And I'm thinking, well, why, why, why would they tank in the mountain town here? There's no military. You know, not that or something like that. And, and also, and lately, when I hear it, I think a tornado is going to hit. A tornado warning, or you know, when you hear it, but at 4 30 in the morning, when you hear that siren go off in the United States, they do it around in Philadelphia, I'd hear around eight or in the afternoon, where we just do a test for it. But after a while, I realized then I heard the alarm, fire alarms going and stuff like that, and that, that was what it was for, yeah big, strong guy I am. 
So the last thing I want to talk about before I talk about my plans for tomorrow, packing too much. I really could have gotten away with about half the weight and clothing that I, you never use all the clothing, especially guys, you never use all the clothing that you pack. You pretty much know the underwear you need. And if you have access to laundry and stuff like that, you don't need a new one every day. Meaning you get like four or five pair and then you start, when I say recycling, you wash them. And then you, you know, you put the, you know, you just always have a clean, you always have a clean, at least clean two pair in front of you. If you have access to that, obviously from vacation, it kind of like on a cruise ship or something, you don't want to go do the, yeah, the cleaning service is great, but we have access to a, a washer dryer here. And so the, the two years ago when I was here in July for a wedding, we had came to this place early July. And in the daytime, the highs were like 50 to 55 when you convert Celsius to Fahrenheit. And at night, it went below 40. So we knew, we knew it was going to show. So we had to pack some, we packed some heavier clothing, not as many shorts. And it wasn't until the end of our trip that it started warming up and had some nice days. Yeah, real crazy weather. Where you even got chilly in the non-mountain places we were going to. So how do you pack? How do you pack when you're when the range of the weather could be either 40 degrees and 85 degrees, obviously deserts are like that, right? At deserts and you go and it gets really cool at night, but it's really hot in the daytime, but it's a dry heat, right? Oh, and one last thing I wanted. When you go to a store, the one thing I have a problem with is getting either fabric softener, clothing detergent, Dishwashing detergent, because I don't know the words for it. And the bottles look similar. A small, a small bottle of fabric softener or clothing detergent, you know, wash, you know, detergent for your clothes, dishwashing detergent, they all look the same to me. I mean, for all I fucking know, it could be a stool softener. Is it, I mean, it's like, I mean, holding this up and asking someone, do you speak English? Is this milk or milk of magnesia? So tomorrow, I am fortunate. I don't have to worry about buying stool softener or anything like that. I will be having an expert. I'm having the, the family friend, Carolina, and my daughter, Sky and I are taking the train from Krakow because... Abby is picking up her sister who's flying in from Spain. And we're going to be, we're going to get dropped off in Krakow and we're going to get a high-speed train to go up to Warsaw, which is like three, 400 miles away. And it's a high-speed train, so it's going to take about two hours. And we're going to spend the day in Warsaw, go to a museum, get on one of those double-decker buses for a hop-in, hop hop-off thing, get get the tour, maybe a walking tour, maybe a ghost tour, and go to a decent dinner there, and then get up and do a little 
using interest, maybe go, I'd like to go to the Warsaw Ghetto um, Museum. And, it, you know, give you a little background on the uprising and things like that. It was funny in town, and I think I mentioned this on the short podcast, in the town I am in, Zakopata, they were showing the, they had these posters or, or kiosks where they had the pictures of the people in 1919 to 1921, and it turned, it looked like there were soldiers and there were people and they were, look like government officials. And I said, what are these things? They look historical photos. What is this all about? And a lot of people didn't understand what I was asking or how they explained it to me. I did a little research. And it was because there was no, really no, formally no Poland before 1919. It had all but disappeared because of, uh, you know, parts of Poland were, taken over by the Austrian-Hungarian Empire, <clears throat> the Germans, and Russia. The, what's it called? The Duchy of Russia, the Empire of Russia, whatever it was at the time. So, I'm, I love my history and stuff like that. I will give you a run down there. Luckily, luckily, hopefully, we will be doing a brief podcast from there. I hope this makes it. I hope the hope my sound levels are good. But for now I'm signing off. I got about twenty five minutes in, twenty six minutes. I like you thank you for listening. And I would like to invite you to like the Keys Bartender Show on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. We got a lot of pictures there from our trip to Poland. I'll put one of the cover pictures on the title for this episode. Also, if you have any questions for me, please send me an email to jim at keysbartender.com. I will try to answer them. I do appreciate you for listening, and I will come back to you in the next day or two. I I know I will be doing one. So uh, thank you very much, and I'm sorry for the abrupt sound. I don't have a way to turn down the music. I do my... Uh, I'm going to go right into it. You're going to hear it's going to just burst out there at the same level that I have here. Maybe a little loud, so you may want to turn down the volume. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye.